Welcome to the Kings of Sport, the program changing the game one show at a time, a.k.a. the world's most dangerous sports show, a.k.a. iTunes' longest-running weekly episodic sports program produced and hosted by one or more African-American who is not affiliated with the major network. What's good, party people? We are back. I am the Godfather Nate Milton. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without some dope pod to step to, but uh, we are back. Uh, in 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 this uh, first episode of 2023, uh, so I hope everybody had a happy new year, made it through these first few weeks of, of 2023, and uh, we're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna keep it pushing our ways forward. Uh, but y'all know, y'all know about the Kings of Sport. We are we are black 24 seven 365, but especially in this month of February, we got a little extra. Uh, melanated power going. So uh, we're going to have a great show this week. We are going to be, of course, addressing the big game from last night, Super Bowl 57, which saw a historic matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, And I've got some special guests who are going to be joining me uh, for this episode. So let me bring in my first special guest. You, you, you might even want to say he, he's kind of like my co-host, uh, this week, uh, you know, but let's, let's bring him in. Y'all know this brother from his excellent show, true heel heat, uh, which, uh, I've been on before and, and have always had a good time with him and Chrissy and Romeo and, and JJ and the whole crew over there. But, uh, he's a good brother and, uh, you know, he, he knows what he's talking about, even if he is a Lakers homer, y'all give it up for our guy, Sid, AKA. SP3, what's good, brother? It's all good in the hood. I am glad to be back on the Kings of Sport with my good brother, Nate Milton. Nate Milton wasn't just, uh, you know, been a guest on True Hill. He last last uh, Saturday, February, I believe it was 4th, was our highest viewed 
episode mm. of True Hill Heat. Four, 14,000 views so far over on the True Hill Heat YouTube okay. channel. So, so Nate Middleton is an absolute draw when it comes to professional wrestling. And he's a draw when it comes to sports. So I'm glad to be here <laughs> talking about the big game from last night and the big winners of the NBA trade deadline, mm. my Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, okay, so let's get into it. We and we will have some special guests pop up throughout this episode this week, y'all. But let's get into it before we get into the football of it all. Let's talk about these Los Angeles Lakers. And, uh, you know, I, I was, I feel like I'm a prophet, SP3, because when I was on your show, uh, last week, I, I, I mentioned that the Lakers might need to make some moves. You know, there was the rumors about Kyrie Irving coming to town. Uh, you might have had an inside source on that, but that didn't happen. But the Lakers, did make some moves, and I got to say, I they didn't get the biggest names, you know, to join the roster. But I think with the cap space they had and the trade capital that they had, I think they actually have improved the roster. Is it a championship roster? I don't think so because Kevin Durant just joined the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a much better roster now. Like, we would have been clear in a way the winners of the NBA trade deadline if the, the Brooklyn Nets didn't decide that they were just going to take the worst possible trades that they could take for their two superstar <laughs> players. First of all, they should have took the Lakers trade for Kyrie Irving because two first-round draft picks unprotected is better than one that they got from the Dallas Mavericks. They got two mm. second-rounders all fine and dandy, but their roster is completely unbalanced. It would have been a little bit better balanced if they would have made the trade with the Los Angeles Lakers and then they turn around and trade Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns and they get Mikel Bridges and not mm. DeAndre Ayton like what mm. were they what were they thinking were they were they thinking when they made that trade Joe Sy oh my god one of the worst owners in all of NBA basketball but that's besides the point the Lakers did what they had to do because the late uh, LeBron on the Lakers has been his best when he's had shooters and when he's had someone that can also facilitate and take some the ball handling from him mm. and that's exactly what we got we got all of that plus the third thing that's been best for lebron was help in the front court for anthony davis it can't just be anthony davis playing the five for us you have to have someone else who could play the five so anthony davis can move over to the four we got vanderbilt who looked amazing in his debut with the los angeles lakers you got another you got more shooting with uh d'angelo russell yeah. with Mac malik uh beasley and don't worry scott Pippen Jr. LeBron James will talk talk to you all about having someone on the team that's piping your mom. It's all good. We we all good in the <laughs> we have that conversation. We can see I can sit down Damn. and be LeBron could be like, Yeah, I had to play with this guy. He was his name was Delonte West. Yeah, I mm. know you got to play with Malik Be uh, Beasley and he's piping Mrs. Pippen. It's all right, man. It's gonna be all fine. We gotta deal with it. We gotta come together as a team to make this playoff push. And that's the main reason why I don't think this is a you know championship contender uh roster because I think we are too far down into the hole to be yeah. a champion contender team but we have the team that can now get us into the playoffs i'm very confident d'angelo russell he's matured a lot over his time he's been kind yeah. of an uh, as long as he player. leaves the tape record at home 
Exactly. Exactly. As long as he ain't ruining no marriages like he did last time, I think we're going to be perfectly fine this time around. Mo Bamba's on the team. That was an upgrade from Thomas Bryant because I was very much confused on trading Thomas Bryant to the uh, to the Denver Nuggets. That was a great move for Denver because Thomas Bryant has been delivering a bunch of, you know, production for us this year. But Mo Bamba is an upgrade in that position. So you got help in the front court with him and Vanderbilt helping out AD. You got shooters with B. Easily and Russell, and you have someone who could facilitate and take some of the ball handling from LeBron James in D low. So I am very confident my Los Angeles Lakers will be at least, at least an eighth seed going into yeah, the playoffs. I, I think with the moves they've made and the earlier move of getting Rui Hachimura, which I think Rui's an yes. underrated player. I think Indeed. the Lakers have put themselves in position to maybe avoid the play in if they can string some wins together, but. I feel like this is a team that is maybe set up to win next year rather than this year just because of the moves everybody else has made. Yeah, and I think we also are going to be, even though you know we didn't get the trade this time, my family, I think, is mm. still on our on our to-do list when it comes to the offseason because he's going to be a free agent this offseason. I don't yeah. know how it's going to work out. I don't out think Kyrie signs long-term. I don't think he's signing long-term with Dallas either. I don't think he wants to be in Dallas. From what I heard from people close to him when I talked, uh, yeah, it didn't sound like he was too enthused with going to mm. Dallas. So I think it's going to be a good fit for him this season. I think him and Luca make one of the best backcourts, but I think he's going to be a free agent this offseason, and maybe the Lakers can get in position to get, add that third star that they seem to be wanting to get ever since we got AD. So SP3 got sources, but but this next man that's about to come on the screen, y'all, he got sources on sources on sources. Ladies and gentlemen, he is my tag team partner from the NWA podcast. Y- y'all know this man. He's been down with the Kings of Sport pretty much since day one. He is the mayor pro tem of Los Angeles, California, so we'll have to get his thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers. He is a man who, who makes sense out of nonsense. He's a man some people call Moderna Chris, some people call Mimosa Chris, but I call him the Professor Chris Ely. Can we rock? Yeah. What's <laughs> up, Doc? Hey, what's up, yo? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking uh, the off-seed, uh, the trade deadline trades we made with the Lakers. I'm just um, looking forward to um, next season. I actually am going to go out on a limb and say I, I think we can finish five or six, and I uh, think we'll. I think we could eliminate a team in the first round. I don't think we're looking at anything past uh, the the second round, but I definitely think nah. we, we could do the first round. I, I think cool. that is doable with how close the games are on the West. Yeah, like the, the the whole West is bunched up after after the the top seeds of the Nuggets and Grizzlies. Like it seems like three through eleven gets mishmashed mm-hmm. every every week or so. So if we can run off, if we can win like uh, twenty of our next twenty five games, I think that we can get in a position where we're a six seed or or a fifth seed, and I'm very confident in us getting past the first round as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. uh that was a uh, that was our dose of, of Laker talk right there, dose of NBA talk. But but right. y'all know the real reason we here, Chris. Y'all know the real reason we here, SP three. Hold on, let me get that. Let me get that big shot right there. Uh, that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because y'all can see my shirt real quick. Mm-hmm. 
Sundays. Sundays are for my homies. So let's talk about Super Bowl 57, which saw a historic matchup, Chris. You know, I mentioned it off the top. You know, we are in Black History Month. I'm not going to say it's Abraham Lincoln's birthday like some broadcasters out there. You know who you are, Chris Berman. Uh, but, I'm, you know, it's Black History Month. This is the first time we've had two starting quarterbacks uh, facing off in the Super Bowl that were African-American with Pat Mahomes on the Chiefs and Jalen Hurts on the Eagles. And I, I knew coming into it, uh, it was going to be a good game. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout either way. Uh, but I think I was surprised, guys, by just how good a game it was, uh, even with that call at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, I I think that uh, Jalen did just about everything you can do yeah. um, to, to win. Um, and I just think it came down to... The only mistake Jalen made, Chris, was that uh, fumble. Yeah, the fumble was yeah. the only mess up. And, and, and that was even a redeemable thing that could have happened, you know, because... Um, Butker missed a, um, a field goal earlier in the game, right? Yeah. Um, and nobody's talking about that today. So um, I think that that Jalen hurt. Jalen had just one of those games where you know it it, it came down to inches and a, a few points. And um, I, I I saw people on my Facebook feed and on my um, Twitter feed. Talking about how um, lame the end of that game was, and I I wholeheartedly disagree. I thought that was um, a, a very good game um, that could easily have gone to the Eagles. Um, and um, I think Mahomes is putting it is is slowly. He's 27 years old. He is slowly putting himself in that category. Uh, elite quarterbacks. If he if he gets another w- one or two of these in the next couple years, um, he's got to be put in that conversation. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, we I, yeah we gonna talk about that a little bit later, Chris, because I think he's already in the conversation. But we'll we'll yeah. talk about that in a little bit. But SP three, like uh, Chris was mentioning, it was a good game, man. Like Jalen Hurts <laughs> balled out. Like I think there were a lot of people, even through this season, where we saw the Eagles having a really good run that were doubting Jalen Hurts. You know, I've never been a guy that has doubted Jalen. I've been a fan of his since he was at uh, Alabama and then Oklahoma. And then when he got to the league, I'm like, this kid can play. And just because, again, you know, it's it's like these quarterbacks have to face not only the same pressure that every other quarterback faces, but there's that extra level when you're a dual threat quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think yeah. Jalen Hurts has showed throughout this season, and especially last night in the Super Bowl, that he's a guy that's going to be here for a while. It's not a fluke. I think, you know, barring some kind of injury, SP3, like Jalen Hurts is going to be a good one for a minute. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be one of the great ones. He he would be my league candidate to get the MVP next season. Just mm. how great he played. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl, in my opinion. If we're just graded on how one person, you know, performed in the game, I think he had a better game than Patrick Mahomes. You bring up the, you know, the fumble being his only mistake of the game. He turned around on the next drive and he yeah. led them down the field within like five minutes and scored yeah. a scoring and scored a 
rushing touchdown. He scored the most rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl, tying with Terrell Davis, who's a running back, and he's a quarterback, and he had three rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Like, he had an amazing performance. He's, like, shutting up a lot of the naysayers that were against him. When the Eagles drafted him in as a second-round pick, a lot of people were wondering why, because at the time they had Carlson uh, Wentz at that time, and, you know, we see how that's turned out. Um, but, but, you know, Hertz is definitely the quarterback of the future. He reminds me a lot of Steve McNair, especially with the way that he played last night. He was just yeah. running the ball, passing the ball. He's got a better arm than a lot of the other running quarterbacks that I've seen before. So it was just an amazing game. But yeah, that, that cannot... dime, that deep touchdown pass he threw to A.J. Brown, like that was on. Yes. 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 That was one of the best throws I've seen in a Super Bowl in a very long time. But all of that being said, we cannot underestimate Patrick Mahomes coming Mm. in to the second half down by 10 with adversity. You know what he did? He didn't listen to Coach Reed. He listened to Coach Riri because Rihanna showed him the way. Rihanna with that halftime performance while pregnant, the greatest pregnancy reveal in the history of mankind. While pregnant, performing all the hits, 11 different hits that she had, and she still had more in the chamber. So Patrick Mahomes Mahomes was like, if she could do that while she's pregnant, I can do it with a a hurt ankle. So he Mm. went out there. He did not limp for pretty much the entirety of the second half, and he went out there and won his second Super Bowl MVP. I totally agree with you, Nate. I think that we still need, you know, more time and it might be recency bias, but I would say Patrick Mahomes is moving his name yeah. into the upper echelon of quarterbacks all yeah. time in the NFL. Yeah. Right. I, I think Chris, when we look at Patrick Mahomes and I just got a, I just got a, a, a DM. We, we, we got a big guest about, about to come through fellas. So y'all get ready. <laughs> it, may, it may or may not be Patrick Mahomes. So stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think the thing that, is great about Patrick Mahomes. You know, there's a lot of things that's great about Patrick Mahomes, but he gives you kind of the same feeling if you're on the other side of the field that Tom Brady did for so long, right? Like, it's like, if he's within 10 points of us at any given point in this game, the game's not safe, right? Like, against any other team, I think Philly leading by 10 at half would be like, okay, we got this. We just got to keep doing what we're doing. Against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and uh, you know you got to give it up to Kadavius Tony on that big punt return. Like right, yeah. the Chiefs stepped up, and you know Patrick Mahomes on one and a half legs. You know because he didn't have, yeah. he, you know he got hurt again on one and a half legs. This man Patrick Mahomes came out here and and did what he does, and it's another win for him, and and it adds to his legacy too. Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, plus two regular season MVPs. The only people in that category are folks like uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana. And so uh, Patrick Mahomes is is steadily, I think, climbing up that list. Right. And the crazy thing is, dude's only 27. So yeah, he got he's a, plenty of time, Chris. He's in rarefied air, man. Uh, and that was the thing, too, is what I was talking to about uh, – because I got a bunch of homies that are Eagles fans, mm. and even they were not wanting to talk smack at halftime. Halftime, you know, they were they they know what Mahomes can do, and um, and what he did, and that, and I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. I don't think, I think 
people are more just like in awe that he got another ring more so than surprised mm-hmm. that he was actually able to pull off that comeback because that's just what he does at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he's, he's not somebody that you could like rest on your laurels with, with a, a double digit lead at halftime. He, cause, cause he can come back. He will come back and he has come back. It's, it, it just is who he is. Um, I will uh, to, to piggyback off of SP3, um, I do believe that Rihanna's pregnancy with Reveal is the greatest, probably. But I have to give credit to my girl, uh, Kiki Palmer, because I thought up into what Riri did <laughs> last night, uh-huh. I, thought, I thought she was uh, the, the best one, yeah. That 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 was that was close, but can we can we also put some respect on the unlikely MVP of the Super Bowl, the man whose name is not a work, ladies and gentlemen, because he in fact is ASAP Rocky. He worked oh, ASAP. Yeah. He was like he was like one baby is out, we got to get to baby number two. He it is not yeah. a work, it is a mm. shoot. ASAP Rocky, my my fellow Harlemite. He put yeah. in that work and put in baby number two in Riri. Mm. Well, yeah. Speaking of putting in work, SP3, I told y'all, man, we got we got all the stars. That's a that's a, that's a, a, a tease that I gave y'all earlier. We got all the stars coming out for this special Super Bowl edition of the Kings of Sports. So we got SP3 in the building. We got the professor in the building. But this next man coming up, you talk about putting in that work, Sid. This brother's been putting in work for many, many years over the torch. He's been putting in work with post-wrestling, and, of course, he puts in work for his Kansas City Chiefs. Y'all give it up for this good brother, Rich Fan. Hey. So this is uh, all Juice team. I don't know. For you guys who don't know, Therese Paler used to write for the Kansas City Star. And before I started writing for the Torch, I did draft stuff for uh, USA Today for the Bills when I saw the light and saw that Patrick Mahomes was the man. And I, I DM'd Therese and I kind of asked him questions about drafting and, and like scouting players and putting stuff in like print because your name's going to be on it. And this is before freezing cold takes really took off. And Therese like kind of gave me some really good insight and kind of like uh, brother Nate and Cam and Travis in the past. Like that was something that kind of encouraged me. Hey, maybe I can keep this going. Mm-hmm. So you fast forward, Nate passed up, uh, uh, poor, uh, Therese passed away from just an illness that came out of nowhere a couple of years ago. And so they sold those shirts in honor of him. And before he died, when the Chiefs lost in Tampa, he told a number of folks sitting around that this is going to make, uh, including the general manager for the Chiefs, he's going to make a really cool story when you guys win the next one. Mm. And I'm just regretful that he couldn't see it because, wow, I, I listened to you, SB3 and Chris, the good professor talking about this and, the, I, I know people want to make comparisons to Jordan, which are fair. I know Bamani Jones had a good one, but Patrick Mahomes is chasing. Mm-hmm. You think you're a couple of feet away. You think you made it to a cabin. <laughs> you think you made it to the subway. Yep, and yep. all of a sudden, shh, 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 oh, yeah. and he's there. And you see the hair yeah. just sticking out. Mm. Or, or you, you know, with the Eagles, I think the biggest issue that worked against him in that game was. And I, yeah, I know y'all talked a little bit about it, but uh, before the penalty, before any of the complaints, because people have been in my mentions about that. And I've yeah, we're going to talk that. a little bit more about that, Rick. Yeah. 
But the, the, the thing that the Eagles have done all season is they spend the first half bludgeoning you mm-hmm. and then the second half choking you out. Right. And with this game, they got the 10 points up. And they're like, all right, let's just do what we do. Every mm-hmm. play, we're going to run it down to one second and then snap the ball. We're going to do the world's most deadliest slash accurate QB sneak. Like that thing, I was explaining to a buddy of mine that's an Eagles fan. I was like, that is the most demoralizing version of a quarterback sneak I've ever seen in my life. Because when you have a quarterback that squats 600 pounds, yeah. as soon as he gets the ball, like on the Chiefs, Chris Jones is 6'6", 317. So every the one time he was just like you know screw it and he goes over the top. Yep. And then he sees you know you see him stop for a second and then all of a sudden the six six guy's going backwards. Mm-hmm. The dude's not human. Like like Jalen Hurts already knew he was a dog from college. Like he was a bad mm-hmm. dude. I get the thing that happened in Alabama and the Tua stuff and people had jokes, but that game on a bum shoulder. It was mm-hmm. like one of those old ECW tapes. Witness the night Jalen Hurts proved to the world he's more than just a running quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He was slinging it. If you told me the stat lines, I would have said, "Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts tried, but somehow Patrick Mahomes went Super Saiyan and won this game. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you switch it and you look at the fact that Mahomes only had 182 yards, but mm-hmm. only one incompletion in the second half, that's a level of insanity into itself. I think yeah. this game proved – um, and I love uh, Kansas City local. Um, Nick Wright mentioned in this. Mahomes, like you guys said, at this point, he's chasing history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts got next. He's, yeah. he's mm-hmm. number two. Because if Josh yeah. Allen could lose in a divisional game and everybody spend the next year bugging me to no end saying he's the next or he's the Jaheim best quarterback. Jaheem. Jaheem could show his behind and everyone's like, well, Jaheem's got next. And then Joe Burrow show up smoking them cigars. Everybody talking about Macaulay Culkin got next. Jalen Hurts was basically Optimus Prime playing quarterback yesterday. Right. And the matrix of leadership fell out at the wrong time. And that was the only thing that separated him. Talk to him. Yeah. Because I I, I think people were making much out of that fumble. And I, I didn't see it like that. I just... I saw the fumble as a honest mistake, a mistake that, you know. And they were still up. Yeah, and they were still up. And and I think he did what he could to redeem himself. Sometimes it's it's just not your time yet. And that's really what it comes down to. I don't don't like the criticism that uh, Jalen's been getting because um, on the biggest stage – I think he he did everything he could to shine. Um, you can't. He, oh, hold on, Chris, hold on, because I'm I'm a, I'm a point to the the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts did a hell of a lot better than that man Jimmy G on these streets. Listen, yeah, listen. Here's the thing, Chris. I don't know if you remember this, but I know you do because you're from the Bay Area. But that fool threw an interception with his eyes closed. <laughs> like he just went. Yeah. Like. And Jimmy Plus, G was Jaylen, good. Like everybody's like, "Oh man, Jimmy played. Jimmy got him to the Super Bowl." Right. Yeah. He's like, "Oh man, if Jimmy hit yet, and then he overthrew. Who was the? Um, it was the old Steelers receiver they got. Um, I know that doesn't narrow it down. There's like 50 of them in the NFL right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Who was it? He went to the Broncos. Oh, oh. crap. What is his name? Because he had him on the seam route and he split double coverage and he overthrew him. I was like, yeah, the one I can time see the jersey. I can't somebody, remember the name. 
Yeah, I'm thinking because I'm the Broncos is my team. I just I'm like not San Antonio Holmes, but it was like it was uh, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, Sanders. Yeah, just got to go through every wide receiver. It's like, okay, this guy got drafted. He didn't want the contract. This guy shows up. This yep, guy yep. got the contract. That's how the Steelers go. Like that's how Juju came. Like the only mm-hmm. reason Juju got off that merry-go-round is because Roethlisberger retired. I, I I argue if he had listened to Andy Reid, because Andy Reid, I don't know if y'all knew this, was basically a dirty Mackin Juju Smith Schuster last season. <laughs> so he sent him like during free agent, like every day a picture of the Lombardi. He's like, come with me, girl. I'll treat he- you right. I'll take you out for dinner. i get you them good chicken chicken fingers. And he's like, nah, I got to stay loyal. Ben's coming back for one more year. I got to ride with Ben. And then I look at that Bengals game, and I'm like, man, if we had Juju, that dude would have saved – like, it would have been it. And then fast forward to this year, they get Juju, mm-hmm. and dude goes in with a $1 million veteran minimum contract. Yep. And by the time he gets to the end – and I should have sent you the link. I don't know if you saw it last night – the NFL Network dudes had to tell him almost like any given Sunday. He's like, you know, you got a bonus tonight. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you did fifty percent of the snaps and y'all won. He's like, okay, so what I do? He's like, you, you won a million dollars. Like you got another million dollars. So he went from a million, and by the time he got all his bonuses, he earned he made ten million dollars this year and a ring. Mm. Mm. But yeah, real quick because I want to I want to stay with the Chiefs here for a minute because uh, I do feel like. You know, we got to give all the props in the world to the Eagles and the season they had and and what Jalen Hurts has turned into. But I think when you look at the Chiefs and why they are set up to be possibly this dynasty, Rich, it's a couple of things. Number one, you've got the quarterback and the head coach with Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Uh, you've also got Eric Bieniemy, who I don't I don't think it's talked about enough uh, what Eric Bieniemy has brought to the table. Uh, but you've also got. And it's crazy to say, given that Pat Mahomes is making a crazy amount of money, he's underpaid. And so they've got their quarterback at a value and they can add in pieces. You know, that's part of the reason why Tyreek isn't with the team anymore. You know, and so I think they're in a good situation where at least for the next three to five years, they're going to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you look at it. And people don't pay attention to it. Like if you look at his salary cap hit this year, Mahomes was like 49 or $50 million. So like the true amount of what he had. Yeah. But the way they built the contract was it's a baseball contract. That's Mm -hmm. basically what they sold him on. It's like, Hey, your dad played baseball. Let's do this like a baseball. It's a 10 year, $450 million contract. They've got roster bonuses every other year that they can either eat and just eat that cap hit or they can extend it. And for every five year period, they can amortize it and keep spreading it out. So like this year, right now, as of like February 13th, by the time they get the free agency, they're going to have 13, maybe 12 draft picks, depending on how things go with comp picks. And once they activate his like uh, deferment, they're going to have $70 million in cap space. Whew. Wow. Yeah. And like right now, it's like a little magic button. Like right now it says it's like $13 million. I was like, well, they haven't hit that button yet because they ate it. That was the thing. They could have done it last year with Tyreek. They could have hit the... Let's mm-hmm. let's get this money. Let's get Tyreek. Let's throw a franchise tag at Orlando Brown Jr. and call it a day. But instead, they were like, "Let's do this. Let's see where we're going." And even the Jets, like the Jets, gave him a trade offer for the tenth pick overall, and they said, "Nah, nah, nah. We're not going to be Randy Moss with Troy Williamson. Mm-hmm. We're going we're going to get as many picks as possible, have as many shots at the gun, and you know, they got for the for the um for the trade with for the Cheetah." The start and safety to tip the pick that helped beat the Bengals. The two corners that sat outside mm-hmm. against 
this ridiculous Eagles defense. And then also, uh, they traded alignment to the Patriots last year as a throwaway pick that turned into their starting running back mm. in terms of a seventh round pick. Like they're just Yo, wheeling and dealing. Let's let's talk about some of these players here, SP3, because uh, uh, two of the players that made an impact were guys that maybe you wouldn't be thinking about. You know, they they weren't the guys that DraftKings or, or BetMGM had as you know. This is the guy that's going to be Super Bowl MVP, but. Two of the biggest players in the game, I think, were Kadavius Tony, who was uh, playing in your neck of the woods uh, earlier in the season, who had that big punt return. And then, as Rich just mentioned, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Like, my man yeah. runs hard. Like, Bomani Jones always used to say, like, if a dude is that size and in that league, he got a huge chip on his shoulder. And that little dude is, like, I, th- I feel like, you know, had they not tackled him in the open field in that uh, fourth quarter, I believe, I think that could have been the game right there because he was he had a head of steam SP3. So they've got they've got weapons. You know, uh, Rich mentioned Juju. Kelsey is a beast, arguably the Kelsey, greatest. He's the best, the best tight end in the in the league. In, right in now, the history of the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, Mar- uh, Martez Valdez Scantling. Like he's he's a, like they they're not what they were with Tyreek because you had that one big weapon. Uh, but they've got like a pretty big weapon with Kelsey and then a lot of smaller weapons. So I feel like the team has become a lot more balanced and it's a lot more uh, economical. So I think this thing could go on for a minute, man. Yeah. In a lot of ways, yeah. it's kind of similar to what like the, the Colts did uh, when mm. they, when they kind of just went with a uh, Reggie, Reggie Wayne over like uh, Marvin Harris. Don't, and, no, 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 no. We don't know who that man is. I remember mm-hmm. like there was an 88 that played for the Colts, yeah. but I don't, I don't know the name you talking about. I know a Harvin Marison. I know that guy. Yeah. There's some kid who's playing at Ohio State right now that's pretty legit too. Yeah, they said his daddy played, but I don't remember that dude. I don't. I, yeah, I don't want. I, I don't like SP3. Um, you know, we we appreciate you, fam, but mm-hmm. you know, don't don't you put don't that evil on us. Mm-mm. I don't want that smoke. <laughs> I don't want to be caught with no Israeli special, no pop pop. Mm-mm. Nope. Hey, hey, hey! We got rid of him. That's all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like like I said, it just made everything more balanced for them, and that's what the what the Chiefs did with uh you know getting getting rid of Tyreek. I was upset they got rid of they got rid of Tyreek. They didn't pay Tyreek, but overall, what we're seeing is that it made the team better overall. And you bring up uh, Pacheco. Not only is Pacheco he can get like the big yardage like he did in the fourth quarter. This is the guy that they go to when they're on the one yard line when they're mm-hmm. five yards within the you know the end zone. That's the guy they go to if it's not going to be Mahomes with a quarterback sneak it's going to be Pacheco that they give the ball to but that punt return man that mm-hmm, punt return mm-hmm. yeah that was nuts. Me, like that was nuts like it was just perfect all the blockers just along the field I would I thought he was going to hit the hit the end zone I had a little buffering yeah. for a second at that moment and I was like did he get into the end zone but he just you know a couple of yards away but that was a that was honestly a if he had cut back in there's a ch- good chance he gets yeah. in yeah 
I do agree. Yeah. I do agree. But yeah, this is that's what makes a championship team is all the all the pieces that you don't usually you're not going to expect. You're going to expect Mahomes to play the way he did. You're going to mm-hmm. expect Kelsey to be, you know, the guy that gets the yardage in the middle of the field like he was doing in the game. But it was the Pacheco's. It was the putt return. It was the defense when it needed to mm-hmm. in the second half of the game that really delivered it. And I think that's going to be, you know, the part that doesn't get a lot of attention is that the defense really stepped up for them in the second half. Like the it was yeah. looking it was looking scarce because of how the Eagles just kept going on down the field and going yeah. on the four on fourth down and like like rich said a piggyback off of what, what, what he said is that that was demoralizing a lot in the first <laughs> half for the chiefs is every time they would get them down to short yardage on the fourth down they would always go for it and continuously commentators were talking about how they went for that field goal <laughs> when it was fourth and three and they're mm-hmm. in the red zone i was like i i was the same way i was like why are you kicking the ball like they are cooking right now go for it on third down on fourth down in three like you don't believe in Mahomes to get either a quarterback sneak or a short a short pass to Kelsey to get that first down and then keep it into the end zone and then he doinks the ball and no like like uh like Chris said no one's talking about that doink in the first yeah. round everybody was talking about it like you had people talking about you know Cena Cena on a commercial for fast 10 you had people talking about Barack had people talk about the Undertaker the, flash, the, yeah. the, the wrestler who got quoted the most in the first half of the Super Bowl was Doink the Clown because of that mm. field goal, but nobody was talking about <laughs> it at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Chris, so there's been a lot of talk today about you know, Dynasty, and then, you know, Rich brought up uh, the good brother Nick Wright, who I I really enjoy that uh, that, that show, First Things First, with Nick Wright and, and Wiles and uh, Broussard, who I've kind of come, ar- come around on. I, I like Nick Wright when he's not talking about LeBron James. Right. I like Nick Wright a whole <laughs> lot more when he's not talking about LeBron James because he puts a bad name on all of us Laker fans <laughs> for his nonsense <laughs> that he spews about LeBron James. Your boy Nick Wright was over the top today. For anybody that saw the show, man brought out a marching band, had like four or five banners for the Chiefs. So, Chris. Confetti. Confetti. Like, he had the Johnny B. Bad Bad Blasters out. Uh, uh, Chris, in terms of a dynasty, right? Like, they've won now two Super Bowls in five years. They've been to five straight AFC championships. They've been to three Super Bowls in this time frame. Do you feel like they're a dynasty or do they need to do a little bit more to get that dynasty label? That's that's a good question because it's it's really hard for me to kind of quantify um, mm. because out, outside of Brady, who else in the in this current NFL um, quarterback wise has two Super Bowl rings? within four years of each other in, um, in the words of key sweat nobody uh, yeah exactly that's that is very very rarefied air and i i don't think people because even peyton manning um mm-hmm. his he got that the ring with the Colts. it took how long was was he away how long is he removed when he got the ring with the broncos yeah that la- and, and, and when he got that last ring like it was like the fumes of peyton manning Right, yeah, yeah. That was just him being motivated, being like, I'm not going to finish with one less ring than my lame-ass brother. brother. It, it was just Peyton being Peyton being yeah. like one-tenth better than Brock Osweiler. That's the- yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I do think that I, I uh, under normal circumstance, I wouldn't say 
I, I'd say pump the brakes with the dynasty mm-hmm. talk, but I just you just don't see this kind of thing in the NFL anymore. So right. I do think you have to have to treat it as special as it is. So let, let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room, uh, and it's not Rihanna's baby. We'll get to that in a little bit, but let's talk about <laughs> the the call at the end of the game, Rich fan. Let's talk about this uh, holding call. Um, <laughs> that went against the Eagles and set the Chiefs up for the game-winning field goal. And then when the Eagles got the ball back, they only had like 10 seconds left. Uh, so when, when, I saw the, when I saw the call, I was of two minds about it, Rich. Like, I'm, I believe if you're going to make the call, you just need to be consistent. Like, I, I don't care if you're calling a game tight as long as you're calling it tight the whole way through. If you're going to let them play, let them play the whole way through. And this right. crew, like, I think there was a – a call that could have been called uh, earlier on a Juju play where Juju was held. Uh, they didn't call that. And then when they called this play by the book, it's the right call, Rich. And I think, you know, you can make the argument that the ref did the right thing. I think even the uh, player from the Eagles admitted he was holding. Uh, but I think a lot of yeah. people, and it's it's not me, because, you know, to me, there's other things in the game that cost Philly. But right. a lot of people are pointing to this play call, Rich, um, what do you make of that call, that penalty, and how much did it affect the outcome of the game, in your opinion? Well, I, I, I use the analogy, or not even the analogy, the, the like-for-like comparison of, because a lot of people were in my mentions about it that were either bitter Bills fans, bitter Bengals fans, mm-hmm. not even Eagles. Eagles fans were kind of like, cool. They were like, you know, we feel like it's a dumb call, but they're not losing sleep. But yeah, when you yeah. look back at the first AFC championship Mahomes was in in 2018. Talk to him. Talk to him. When D Ford was offside and they got an interception and they called the playback because of the offside, no one said, oh, man, for the love of the – I mean, you can't take that away from them. Just because the guy lined up completely in an illegal area right before the snap, <laughs> you can't stop. You can't throw a flag there. Mm. And I, I always like in holding, like I, I coach high school football. I've done it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I was explaining to a lot of folks that would listen, that I know and I would trust. End of the day, I tell all my kids, when we're in a situation like that, I'll take 15 yards over six points. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, there's the exception. This Super Bowl was the exception, and that's more an issue of coaching than anything. He should have let. He shouldn't have held Juju. He panicked. He should have mm-hmm. let Juju score because that would have given him a chance to get the ball back. Mm. Because if you let him score, just like they tried to do in the next play with McKinnon, and they should have shoved him. That's another coach. That, again, this is where coaching comes in from the mm-hmm. defense. And when you outsource and have a guy who gets smoked on a weekly basis, Vic Fangio, <laughs> by the Chiefs when he was the Broncos head coach, and then you Man. bring him in for two weeks. He's been there the whole season. For those of you who don't uh, know, if you look it up, he's been there since, since October. And now because they want the two coordinators to get jobs, they're like, well, no, he was helping the offense, and now he's going to help the defense. So I think with this call, there were a couple of things. Like people were complaining about the the time and place of it. It's a hold. He said it was a hold. The ref said it was a hold. That's fine. I thought the more nuanced was Greg Olson, who was a phenomenal uh, announcer. He was more disgusted after he finally calmed down and kind of right. got his senses again. He, yeah. he should have been wearing white gloves. You don't ever, just like <laughs> if I tell an offensive player, if you know, like if I'm playing a team that wears green and their mm-hmm. end zone's going to be green, Green shoes. That way it's very hard for the referee to tell if you're in or out. Same thing if you're holding. If you're going to wear white gloves on a white – if you know they're wearing white, wear your white gloves so that way you know where you're going. If you look at Travis Kelsey, for instance, anytime he plays on the Chiefs, he has yellow uh, uh, 
my brain stopped working. He has yellow uh, cleats. Mm-hmm. And that yellow cleats, white uh, gloves, typically white or gold. That's to help Mahomes figure out where he's at if he has to scramble. He can just look for the feet, look up, go mm. to the guy. Very easy. That actually, there's a play. If you look at it, they I, I'll share it on Twitter. Um, there's a play in the game, and this goes to what you're saying. Like Mahomes drops back, and before he can even get to the bottom of his drop, Kelsey mid route is pointing the Juju Smith Schuster because he's realized right. as mm-hmm. the guys are jumping him, he's open. And help it. So as soon as Mahomes like looks to throw to Kelsey, he's instantly already throwing the juju because he trusts Kelsey that much. That's mm, good yeah. coaching. That's good teamwork. If you know your your if you know your linebacker is supposed to be where he is at the landmark inside, you don't have to worry about a whip route. You stay outside. So that way, when he does do the whip and turns the whip into a wheel, you have outside leverage and you can just tip it away. Instead, mm-hmm. that guy got suckered. He got turned around. He has to grab the jersey and then turn yep. the hip on the way and yeah. still got beat. But yeah, that was the yeah. thing. But all that, he still got beat. Right. And so I, I, I just thought like people were complaining to me for the wrong reason. It should mm. have been, if anything, those coaches should have said, "Hey, we got a couple minutes left. If he beats, let him score. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we'd rather have the timeouts and the ball. Yeah. We'll go for two, get the octopus again, and we'll beat him by one. <laughs> because right. you're telling me from two yards out, like they haven't stopped it all night. They're just gonna line up, and you know what's coming. They know what's yeah. coming. And it's just like, you better give me my cornbread and that's it. Like, that's it. It's just going to be like life. Like, so I was, that's where I was at on it. So here's the thing, Rich, because while you were talking about that uh, game against the Patriots, the thought came into my mind and I think you'll appreciate this brother, you know, being uh, that you are, uh, you know, a a former uh, co-host of MCU later and a frequent guest when it comes to talking about the Marvel movies. So Marvel right now is in a phase where, we got new heroes that are taking up the mantle of the old heroes. We had Shuri and Wakanda Forever picking up the mantle of Black Panther from T'Challa. We had uh, Sam Wilson picking up the mantle of Captain America from Steve Rogers. We had uh, uh, Jane Foster for a movie uh, picking up the mantle of Thor. We've got a new Hawkeye uh, in the building with Kate Bishop. So we've got these second generation kind of heroes. And so the thing that these heroes have in common with their predecessors, Rich, is they take certain traits. Like, they do their own thing, but there are certain abilities that kind of pass through the lineage. And what I saw last night, and, I, and it, it's something that, and I think Nick Wright said something to this effect too, Rich, it's something that killed me for years as somebody that hated the Patriots, but now, seeing it happen with your boy Pat Mahomes, I'm kind of digging it, is Tom Brady always got the benefit of the doubt. If it was a borderline call nine times out of 10 in a big game, it would go to Brady's favor. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing this with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I, I don't mind it, Rich Fan. I don't mind it that, that Patrick Mahomes right. has acquired that 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 rough telepathy ability from Tom Brady, from TB12, uh, to, to, to propel him on his path to greatness, you know? So I, I hear, you know, what fans are saying. Like, maybe it was the – the wrong time. You don't want it to affect the game. But the thing is, there are so many other things that we've already talked about that mm-hmm. affected that game. The fumble, right. the punt return. Uh, the not field. Being, yes, the field. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like field. Sirianni yeah. didn't make the Eagles adjustments ankle. in the second half. Oh, my God. The Eagles kicker's ankle was about to be broken on a on mm. a kickoff. Like, that was Listen, ridiculous. SP3, yeah. the, the Chiefs played the first game of their season, which was perfect circle against the Cardinals, which, as a hilarious note, the Chiefs had more wins at that stadium than the Cardinals did this season. (laughs) (laughs) They only won one game at home. Damn. Like, so, 
second kickoff of the game, their kicker gets a high ankle sprain on a kickoff. Mm-hmm. And so their safety has to kick for the rest of the game. Drive. He kicks two extra points and he kicks like three touchbacks. Then the first round corner that got beat by uh by by, by uh, little Batman, uh, <laughs> Mr. Smith, uh, wound up having another high ankle sprain. So we had two high ankle sprains at that field. They then ripped the field up and paid eighty thousand dollars allegedly for a two year grass process from Tennessee. We all watch pro wrestling. This is the most pro wrestlingest thing. Yes. So let me let me get this straight. You got bad grass. And this dude said he has some mutant Tennessee grass that's going to make it even better. You just got to pay him $800,000 and he will put it on your field. And then you see everybody slip sliding. Like the one play I thought Mahomes was going to tear his, like he already had the bad ankle. Like he's Mm -hmm. dropping back and he's like went down. I was like, oh no, no, he can't be walking like he's got heels on. Don't do this to me, Jesus. (laughs) And and then you see, like you said, you got you got what is it, seven guys, five five guys that had eleven sacks or more on that defensive line, yeah. and all of them, like the Chiefs line did good. I'm not I'm not gonna hate on my own guys, but some of it was like getting force pushed. Like all of a sudden you're kicking back, and all of a sudden the dude, oh, he's gone. Where? Oh, he's on the ground. What happened there? <laughs> so I, I know we got to let SP go, SP three go yeah. here in a little bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this question to you, SP threes, because I know you got thoughts. I know you got opinion. This halftime show, we saw Riri, Riri come out here and do her thing, had a medley of her hits. Uh, for anybody that was surprised that she didn't have any special guests, just think about who some of those hits were with. And there's a reason why those <laughs> gentlemen weren't there on stage with Riri last night. Yeah. Uh, but but she sang like a medley of hits. They had the the whole deal with the stage going up and down. And and the the only thing that I that I was missing from that performance, Sid. I thought she was going to hit us with that lift me up from Black Panther. But then I realized after I watched the game, she sang that to Patrick Mahomes in the locker room at halftime exactly. after the show. She, she she gave him a personal concert, and then Patrick Mahomes had the strength of the Black Panther, and he came out there and did what he did in that second half, Sid. She gave him life with that performance. Like I, I yeah. saw, I saw all the Trump supporters on Ooh. social media who didn't like the performance, who said it was boring. It was. I too was well. like, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there was people like that, and I was just like, you have the audacity to disrespect this woman who's singing our heart out, who's performing, who's doing a little bit of dancing, and she was pregnant. That she was like golden, 30 feet in the a, air, pregnant. Oh my god, pregnant, 30 feet in the air, yeah. singing, belting. Do you know how hard it is to even walk while pregnant? <laughs> like, I've been with my mom, Mrs. was pregnant just two, three years ago. It was tough on her. <laughs> I have so much respect for my Mrs. for doing simple things like going down the stairs. Mm. This woman just did a 20, 25 minute performance. All the hits that she was singing, and she still had more in the chamber. Like the last two years of the halftime show have just been phenomenal. I want to thank the 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 other great head coach of the halftime show, Jay Z. He's been putting <laughs> yeah. together some great halftime shows last year with all my childhood memories of all the hip hop legends that mm-hmm. were there. Mary J, who who stole the show last year with all those mm-hmm. hip hop legends. Then you got Rihanna this year. Like 2024, gotta come real hard. They gotta come right. real hard. They gotta find. Somebody out the woodwork who Where's got the Super Bowl at next year. Yeah, y'all can tell me that. I don't. I don't know that. Yeah, where's, don't know. where's the location next year? Vegas. 
Vegas. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Vegas gonna be lit. <laughs> come on, you know Vegas gonna be lit. We need somebody. We need we need Jay to just take over the stage himself at one point. <laughs> at one, if you right. gonna be the coordinator for mm. all of this, one of these years, you you know you got hit after hit, and we loved your your Grammy performance. Your Grammy performance, you you were the you were the star of the show for that for that guy did. So I I, I need I need Jay to be up there. Just make it Jay Z and friends with all of his yeah. friends except with, for Kanye. With all the friends except for Kanye, yes, Kanye gonna be the only one. Or you could sneak Kanye with his all black mask, his leather mask with the zipper, and you could just be like, "No, that's not Kanye. That's someone else who's singing through the wire. That's someone else. Like we just replaced him." But no, uh, I need I need the halftime show to come as hard, but. Mm. Re- Deserve so much credit. That is the I will say it again: the greatest baby reveal or pregnancy <laughs> reveal in the history of mankind. You had what? What was the what was the number that they said for the Super Bowl? Thirty-seven million, some some ridiculous yeah. amount. Mm-hmm. Like that was the highlight of everything. I know people that told me that he turned off the show when Rihanna left the stage because that <laughs> was the closer. That was the closer. Right. Now nah, that second half was just so great. I I had to stay up even yeah. with. Tired with my kids, I had to stay up and keep watching the game. But overall, just yeah. the game, the halftime show, this is one of the best Super Bowl Sundays. Yeah, I was gonna like, say that SP3, like all right. together, like the game, the halftime show. Uh, there were even some pretty good commercials. Like, I think this was yeah. all around like a good, a good right. night for the NFL and 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 their 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 pocketbook. Now, you mentioned MCU earlier. Someone that's been critical of the mm. D- DCEU, I will say. That okay. flash, that flash commercial was heat, and Let that me, flash listen, trailer was yo, heat. Yo, that was that heat. was the greatest trailer for a movie that I'm going to begrudgingly watch because the star is kind of questionable uh, yes. that I've ever seen. But like, yeah, yeah. even like people, people that that aren't even into this, rich, like, uh, like you know, my my, my mom's texting me, like, yeah, Batman's like Michael Keaton, Batman. Like, yeah. It's it's it's. You yeah. can say I'm, it, I'm excited like for this Batman, movie, like even though walk. Ezra Miller's not a good person. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I got my criticisms from for for the DC trailer, um, but I did think it was a. If I'm just looking at it as a trailer, it was awesome. It was great. Yeah. Um, I do think that they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're they're with James Gunn. Yeah, like they're saying, oh, we're we're not bringing Henry Cavill back, but we're bringing General Zod back you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and, and it's like we're still we we still want to keep the elements that we like from the dceu mm-hmm. and it, it's just stupid and, and they we still don't know what's going on with the rock um <laughs> what's going on they, they, they haven't said anything it's like like and i i'm ta- i know people personally that work at, at Warner Brothers. And they've told me different things. Some people have been like, oh yeah, we love The Rock. He's gonna be part of the long-term plans for DC. And then I talk <laughs> to other people that's like, oh, The Rock has got to take a back seat. And all the while, nobody at Warner Brothers is saying anything. They're just kind of like yeah. letting yeah. letting fans argue amongst themselves. <laughs> They, no. they need to realize that the best thing DC has done in quite some time is Peacemaker. They need to yeah. put all their money on behind John Cena and Peacemaker because that's, that's, that's James Gunn's guy. Money 
Yeah, that would that would yeah. be the money maker, and that wasn't even the best trailer from J James Gunn because that Guardians three, I can't wait fire. for Guardians, yeah, Guardians 3. three. That was that trailer was fire. The only trailer that left I thought me, we were gonna get Ant Man yesterday. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought so too. But we, we they did it online fire. only. Yeah, yeah, they, did, they did like they did with the Last of Us, where it's like here's a little QR code. It, it came right. like real early in the pre show. Like here's a little yeah. QR code, especially because it's Fox. So yeah. they're like, we ain't want to let yeah, 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 yeah. Remember, yeah. it's Fox proper. It's Rupert Murdoch. It ain't like Fox, right, Fox right. like a mouse. We got you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I had a buddy ask me about because uh, he works in uh, entertainment, and he was like, you know, I, I heard a rumor that the Marvels trailer was going to drop, and I was like. They probably saving that for the NBA Finals on ABC. Yeah, <laughs> under Disney. I, I, saw, I saw a bunch of people like the Marvels. Oh, the Marvels gonna have a trailer, and I ain't seen nothing. I was like disappointed by that. The, the only, only Marvels trailer... we saw was Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. True story. Yeah. I, I like the Indiana Jones one. I like the mm-hmm. bunch of the mm-hmm. only one. The, 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 Air, the Air Jordan one too. Oh, the Air oh, Jordan yeah, one that, that looks yeah. pretty dope as well. Yeah. The only one that left me empty and no emotion is Fast Ten. Why is this yeah. series yeah. still going on? Like yeah. I am done. I, well, and I can, I Jason Momoa is the villain. I, 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 can, I can tell you why it's still going on because I've done a deep dive in this in my um, business <laughs> psychology class. The reason why those fast movies keep getting made and will continue to keep getting made is mm-hmm. because it, they represent every single race. That international box office in that movie in the international box office just always sends it over the top. So they're going to keep making those movies. They should have stopped after probably the first one with the rock. Um, no, no, I, I, nah, I like, man, they I went like to space fast. brothers. They went to space, <laughs> space cars. I liked, I liked Fast Five. Fast Five was the peak. Fast yeah. Six. That six, six was, was good. Was was really good as well. They peaked in seven with CGI Paul Walker. They, yeah, they should have left done. it with Paul. It should have. It should have been done after that because yeah, then you had the, eight. You had eight with the fake heel turn for Vin. Mm-hmm, then you had, mm-hmm. then you well, had nine. The, then you had nine with Mister <laughs> Family. Forgot that yeah. he had a long lost brother. Like what the <laughs> right. hell are we doing? No, and, and then the, 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 the trajectory of those movies is every fucking bad guy, and excuse the language, every bad guy in that movie <laughs> turns into a good guy. Yes, right, right, every right. every single bad guy. It, it's it's old. Oh. It's stupid and it's repetitive. And then people don't die anymore. Like they no. ru- yeah. they're ruining they're ruining all the past movies. Yeah. Like some of the best parts yeah. of the past movies is when people die. I heard I heard Wonder Woman is coming back and she's gonna be back yes. in this. Thing. I gonna say then, she ain't got no Wonder Woman no more. She might as well then, come back. And then we see the yeah. Fast Ten trailer. We got we got Hans talking to the dude that killed him. Like what? Right. What are we doing? He's here? like you still know how to drive. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. are we in the same car? I should be slapping yeah. you across right. the face at least. Right. Exactly. And speaking of Gal Gadot, DC still hasn't made a fi- an official announcement on her. She done. Either. She done. I think she done. They haven't said it. They need just to wait till Marvel. They, just wait till they, Marvel takes her and makes her in something. They're gonna be like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they 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 need to say something, man. They, like this this leaving in the lurch crap. But yeah. yeah the, I, I I did the the movie trailers. I especially enjoyed. I'm I'm definitely looking for it. To seeing the um, story of how the Air Jordans came to be. Weirdly mm. enough, I did not see um, in that. I went on IMDb and Wikipedia, 
And it doesn't seem like Michael Jordan has been cast in that movie. Everybody else that was around that uh, that that story's been it's been cast, and you got mm-hmm. um, uh, Viola Davis and her real life husband Julius Tennant playing Michael Jordan's parents, mm-hmm. but no Michael Jordan in the movie. But I still am interested to because I love Jordans, man, and um, I'm interested. It's gonna be it's gonna be Terrence Howard. I'm at I'm at Jordan, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh all like even even like I'll I'll say I'll talk shit about DC and Marvel, but at the end of the day, I I see all of those movies. So yeah, I, mean, I feel like Marvel on the come up though. Like like we we, we can yeah. talk about this uh you know uh, on another show, but I feel like Phase. Four was kind of up and down, but I think it was like the rebuilding phase. And I think right. phase phase five finna be insane with, with all this Kang stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but you know you know who wasn't insane uh, at least for the most part wasn't insane in, uh, except for when he was talking about uh, that random Colts player who I have no recollection of. Rich fan, uh, <laughs> I I guy said AKA SP three. Uh, we appreciate you making some time for us, Sid. I know you got to run, brother. But before you get out of here, let the people know where they can find you, man. Let them know about that good work that you're doing over at True Hill Heat, uh, where you know Rich wasn't here for this part of the show, Sid. But you know, Sid broke the news that the episode I did following the Royal Rumble is the most viewed episode of True Hill Heat this year. So you know, you know, we're doing it big, brother. No, you got to get a shirt that says Nate doing numbers. Yep, <laughs> Nate doing numbers. <laughs> I said, Nate doing numbers. Nate is a draw. I thank you, Nate, for, you know, inviting me on your show. Uh, the, and, not, and not just the, the, the most viewed podcast of this year. Most viewed True Hill Heat episode ever. 14,000 as watch it. So go over and watch all time. True Hill Heat 211 from last Saturday with Nate on the show. We talked about the Bloodline Saga, where it ranks in the WWE storylines of all time. That was a great discussion. So thank you, Nate, for coming on my show. Thank you for inviting me here on this show. Thanks to Rich, all his knowledge on the football game. Professor Chris, who I talk to almost like weekly. That's my boy right there, my fellow (laughs) Lakers. Thank you as always for being, yeah. you know, my one of my big supporters as I'm a supporter for you and I support the kings of sport. You need to watch this. You need to subscribe to this because these guys are doing great work. African-Americans coming together, talking about sports as only we can. It feels like a cookout. It feels like a reunion. So I love whenever I'm able to be on here. But you can follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Follow the gang at True Hill Heat, the YouTube channel. Go over and subscribe. We're marching on our way to 5,000 subscribers over there and you can see my written work over at wrestletalk.com and anything else where I'm doing Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast, Sports Kita, anywhere else, Fightful, Overbooked, follow me at True Hill SP3 and you'll see all the links. Hey, and you'll be in LA this year, right? Yes, I am. I am my right, first cool. ever WrestleMania that I am working media on. Okay. Is WrestleMania oh, oh damn. you should have so. led with that, my dude. I'm looking forward to looking forward to seeing you, buddy. <laughs>
Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited. I'm excited to be in LA. I, I had to make some calls. I'm still working out the logistics, but I had to be there for my my colorblind friend Kota Obushi put, putting in work against Speedball Mike Bailey for Blood Sports. I'm gonna yeah, find gonna a way. Crazy. It's already it's already sold out, but I'm gonna find a way to finagle myself in there to see my boy Obushi with his booty out showing off in LA. <laughs> That's what we talk about. We got we got that man SP3 from True Hill Heat. Appreciate the time, brother. And uh, yes, Thank we will catch up with you down the road, my man. All right, later, y'all. Love y'all, bro. Later, y'all. All right. Peace. That's our guy Sid, aka SP3. Check him out on True Hill Heat. Uh, but let's let's get back to the game real quick for for a little bit longer here, Rich, because. One of the things Chris brought up earlier was Patrick Mahomes' place in history and how Patrick is kind of working his way up the list of all-time greats. And I would say he's already in the conversation. I think, you know, this win, and it's not just this win. It's the season he had followed by this Super Bowl comeback win. I think that puts him above his peers. You know, the the whole season, people are like, is Burrow better than Patrick Mahomes? Is Allen better than Patrick Mahomes? Is Jalen Hurts better than Patrick Mahomes? I think Patrick Mahomes... With this win, he solidified the gap where, like, these guys are all good, Rich. But they ain't Patrick Mahomes. Right. They, they, look, look, the shirt, read the shirt, Rich. It says Sundays are for my homies. Pat Mahomes came out here and did the damn thing. I was telling Chris earlier, he's in a very short list of folks that have got two Super Bowl MVPs and two regular season NFL MVPs. Been the five straight AFC championships, put up the numbers. I feel like, Rich, He's probably already in like that top 10, top five conversation, and he's only 27, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, and I think he's going to get at least one or two more. Um, yeah. And that's being generous. He could he could easily get three more, you know, if his body holds up. Yeah. I, and I think this run illustrated what he's going to look like when he's in slowdown mode. Mm. And when he doesn't, when he can't run as much, and he's just got to quote unquote be a quarterback. Yep, he, he he's fine. I mean, the dude for me, and I, I tweeted it, and you retweeted it. It's like after the Super Bowl, there is no more slander. Like there was a guy yeah. who, uh, uh, bitter Betty, who would put something up, or uh, you know, going into the playoffs of, I can't believe this guy's mad and feeling like he's insulted. When they're saying he's always no one, no one's saying anything, but he's a top two quarterback. It's like, well, compared to Mahomes, Mahomes compared to Allen, Mahomes compared to Burrow, like that's the insult. Omani even mentioned that, like that's the insult. You can't mm-hmm. compare him yeah. anymore. You couldn't compare him with one ring. You were kind right. of really right. disrespecting him with that because yeah. none of these guys, other guys, have a ring or an MVP then, or, or an MVP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be and to be respectful because this is one of my favorite quarterbacks growing up. He essentially has outside of the five MVPs, he's three away, the same body of work of Peyton Manning's career in five years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, and I'm a I'm a Peyton Manning head, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. Like Peyton was great, but but yeah. but it took Peyton a minute minute to right. compile that greatness. Whereas, yeah. even, like I'll even say with Brady, like like Brady's great. Like I never liked Brady, mm-hmm. but objectively, dude is great. Yeah, he, objectively, uh, yeah. But Pat is doing this at such an accelerated rate. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and he, I feel like you brought up a really good point, Rich, that I hadn't even thought about. Because we're so used to seeing Pat put this magic on in these big games. Like, my man was like 75% maybe in terms mm-hmm. of being what he normally is. And he still, like, broke off that 20-something yard run. 
to basically kind of set them up for the game-winning drive. Uh, you know, he is somebody who only had one incompletion in the second half, and I believe that was on, you know, he was just throwing it out of bounds. That was the, that was on the merry-go-round play where they were supposed to throw. Yes. It was supposed to be the, uh, it was supposed to be a pass to his right tackle. And so yep. because the right tackle declared himself eligible, he couldn't be in for the next play. So for that next play that was yeah. the touchdown, they had the backup right tackle in. And just had to roll with it against the best pass rush in the league. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's another thing about Pat Mahomes that I like uh, mm-hmm. because he is a quarterback that – and this is going to sound weird, Rich fans. I want to I wanna parse my words carefully, okay. in, in especially in February and Black History Month. Like, our good brother Pat Mahomes, he is a black quarterback – but he doesn't play the traditional black quarterback style of play. Like he's right. he's mobile, he's agile, but he ain't Lamar. He's not Jalen Hurts. He's not Mike Vick back in the day. You know, he's not yeah. Randall Cunningham. He's mobile. He has escapability. He can move. He's great mm-hmm. when he's outside of the pocket. But he's not the guy that's going to rush for 900 yards in a season. Right. Yeah. Well, to me, you know what he is, and I love to hear you and Chris talk about it. He is a skinnier Dante Culpepper. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Like he's got the gun. Mm-hmm. He can kind of move, but it's like it's gonna take some moving to get him moving. Yeah. And yeah. he is gonna make you pay for it. Like he gets that ball to you, it is there. Yep. It, it reminds me of the old uh, quote Teddy Bridgewater said one time. Like somebody was asking Teddy, I think this is when he was on the Vikings. And they were like, mm. uh, you're you're a pretty slow quarterback. And he's like, No, correction, like I'm a slow black quarterback. But I'm still <laughs> faster than half of the quarterbacks in this league, dog. <laughs> that's it. And that's, I mean, yeah. when he did the one play in the AFC championship, that was the one where his trainer went on Twitter and was like, he got up to, I want to say it was like 16 miles an hour. Right. And like he, he knew he only had that in him once and he saved it for the right. very last chance he could. And in this one, when you see it, he, the trainer even showed like Pat straight line is never going to be the fastest guy. But physics-wise, if he runs on an arc, Mm. he can get to speeds that he wouldn't normally get. And so when you even see the 26-yard rush he had, it's like, he's like tailing away. And you can see, if you watch the replay of it, because as I have it in the background on playing on the NFL Network, he's running, and I think it's Jordan Davis, the Eagles' defensive tackle. He has him for the first three yards, but then by the end of it, he just stops running. He's tired. Yes, because it's, it's kind of like and I'm, I'm watching ESPN right now too, Rich, and they're showing that run. And it's like the first three or four steps, like he, it's it's not tentative because he knows where he's going, but he's not at top speed. And then mm-hmm. it's that five to ten steps where he gets yeah. the distance, and then from there he's just scanning, like where where mm-hmm. you know how far can I get before I need to get down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like um, Kyler Murray, who I always joke is like the gingerbread man. Like <laughs> he is like the way he runs is like he yes. perpetually just stolen something and his mama's trying to whoop him. Like he's just a, <laughs> like gone. And everybody else, like or you said Vic. Vic was a cheat code. Like when I watched yes. Vic on the Falcons, or even Whew. my favorite, Vic Redemption arc on the Eagles. With the Eagles where, yes. like, the, that one season. When, where, when they when Randy, I mean Randy, Randy was his alter ego played by Eric Stone Street. Andy <laughs> Reed, it's hilarious if you ever see it. Randy Reed, um, but Andy would like open up every Monday night football game the Eagles had with Vic doing a rollout and hitting it to Deshaun Jackson. Nobody mm-hmm. would figure it out. It's like 
Oh, he's, oh no. Oh no. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are like, we doing? That Monday night football game is still one of my favorite performances by any player ever. Right. It, it was, it was just like a massacre. And then, you know, you mentioned with the Mahomes stuff, like you got your Falcons cap on. I'm very happy that your Falcons are removed from ignominy because now they're not alone. They got a fellow bird in the cage with them. <laughs> and yeah. people can let them off the hook. Just leave them alone and just, yeah. just let it be. Yeah. And now I want, I want to see the Falcons made. I know this is a bit of a, I'm just throwing this out. I want the Falcons to be great and trade for Lamar. Ooh. And make, and I, I make, would like make, that. I would like that a and lot. And make the NFC competitive again. Yeah, like that. That especially the NFC South. It's it's wide open yeah. now. Um, if they had Lamar whew. with those, with London and yep. the Titans, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a squad right there. It, like thinking about Mahomes, Chris. Like I think Rich mm-hmm. with the Culpepper comparison. I think that's a great comparison. I also think like there's a bit of. There's like the the gunslinger tendencies of Brett yeah. Favre, but without the recklessness of Brett Favre, <laughs> and 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 also without the like embezzling uh, tax yeah. funds and and, right, and yeah. cheating people out of their money like Brett Favre. I never forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing I will I will make the comparison to, and it's it's going to be the guy he's probably going to be compared the most to going forward. There's something about Pat Mahomes that is almost Brady esque. In terms right. of the way he competes, uh, and and we saw that like like he is somebody he's not as annoying as Brady like yelling at his teammates yeah. and 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 all of that. But I think there's that same competitive nature in Mahomes that Brady had, and I think that's why he's going to be good for for a good long time. Yeah, I I think so too. I think he's got that um, X factor that um, a lot of guys that that only comes around once in a blue moon. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I think um, I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking of when we were, when we were talking about black quarterbacks, um, Warren Moon, maybe a little bit. Mm. Um, I, I think that's that, a good um, one. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that I, the for Mahomes, the the sky is the limit, and I'm and I, and, and I'm always one of those guys, um, especially when it comes to football, who can admit. I I didn't I wasn't given Mahomes his full credit for that first Super Bowl. Mm. Um, why, why was you, it, Why was you hating, Chris? Why was you hating? It, it wasn't so much hating. It was just <laughs> you know I'm, I'm just kind of like you know it's easy to be a, a flash in the pan in the NFL, right. and I just didn't want to like be a prisoner to that moment. Mm-hmm. But you know, once you've seen him for a few seasons, look at the you know, divisional championships that he's won and you look at this season and you look at the game last night. I I think that yeah. was a career defining game for him. Mm. Um I think that um like again de- depend because he and like um Rich was saying he kind of was able because he we all ca- knew he was coming into the game with a bad will. Um he wasn't 100% and he was working around that mm-hmm. um, and and still and still played great. I I've I've talked to a lot of uh uh gamblers, betters and stuff who mm-hmm. were who were counting on 
um, Mahomes to have a horrible game. Who, who I, I never bet against that man, Patrick Mahomes, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it either, but I mean, a lot of people did. Um, and um, yeah, and, and his and his uh, Super Bowl victories are not like they're not Super Bowl victories that he lucked into. Um, mm-hmm. Not what, not wanting to call out any names like. Well, he was he was trailing in both of the both of the wins. Like yeah, in the, that's the, in the game against the Niners and in the game last night against the Eagles, he was behind at the half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he and and he was the catalyst mm-hmm. for the victories too. You know. Yeah. So um, I'm. I'm he not wasn't. Really- uh, he wasn't. You know. Again, no shade because this man got a Super Bowl ring, and I don't, Rich fan, uh, and, and neither do my Falcons. Uh, but he, you know, he's not Trent Dilfer along for the ride, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and you think about the fact that in the history of the Super Bowl era, he has two wins down ten points or more in a mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Brady has two. Yep. Yeah. Everybody else is over fifty three. Zero. Yep. Yeah. Like. The crazy thing to me, Rich, and I don't want this to sound dismissive to this player because I think he's going to be remembered as one of the all-time greats, but you can make a pretty good argument, and I I don't think I'm being prisoner of the moment here, Rich. You can make a pretty good argument that as great as A.A. Ron is, like that man Aaron Rodgers, as Stephen A. Smith said, he's a bad, bad man. Yeah. Only one chip. Like I think Mm -hmm. you can make the argument already Patrick Mahomes may have surpassed Aaron Rodgers. Oh, easily, yeah. easily. Yeah, Look I, at the guys yeah, that got I, around yeah. him. Even yep. MVS, that was one of Rogers' guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even think it's a far-fetched thing to say. I think Aaron Rodgers was good during his time. I think Mahomes has surpassed him. So, so let's do this then. Let's 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 make our list here. Like, let's just kind oh, of as, wait, as, Nate. Before you do the list, I have one <laughs> thing I got to throw out to you. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, a friend of mine that's a Packers fan. It got retweeted a bunch of times. I just I was cry laughing. Um, he he put up as soon as the game was over. He said that uh, you know this dude just won a Super Bowl on one foot, and my quarterback going into a dark room and doing crack for four days. They are not the same. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's going to a trap house. He going to a trap house for three days. Everybody making this seem like this is this big high mind. It was like he going to a trap house for three yeah. days, and they just gonna close the close the little shutters. Yeah. Like, like like you can't take uh, Moderna or Pfizer, Aaron Rodgers, but you could you could take that rock. Mm, okay, right. Okay, but yes, continue, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, and it, it's sad what's happening, to Aaron Rodgers. Like. Mm, Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but so let, let let's let's just say top five because I don't want to get into a big thing. So like we can all agree like Brady's on the top five. Yeah, I'd put him at number one. We can yeah. all agree Montana's top five. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we can all agree Peyton is Manning top five. Yeah, yeah I put him there. Okay. Uh, what about somebody like Terry Bradshaw? Is Terry in the top five? No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in my top. Five. Yeah, I think Terry's top ten, not quite top five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's. I'm trying to think of anybody else before I get to Pat. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. We're not putting Aaron in the top five. Mm-mm. Nope. Elway. Nah. nah. So, okay, Marino. Like I, Marino's great, but Marino's not top five. I, like I, I do have a soft spot uh, for Marino and for Elway, but yeah. I, I don't think I could put either one of them. I mean, so like we we we've only got three players that we have a consensus on: Peyton, right. Brady, 
Montana. So, like, just by process of elimination, are we saying Pat Mahomes is already a top five quarterback of all time? Got to. I do, at least. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think so. Just just for the short of, like I said, nobody is winning quarterbacks that in such close proximity like that mm-hmm. anymore. It's, it's this early in their career. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's just not happening. Um, now, now keep in mind, like yeah. the 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 title of this episode is "It's the Sport of King." Better than diamond ring, so that's an allusion to the football rap from LL Cool J and Wildcats. So, so the first line of that song is "The old timers, do you remember the names like Bronco Nagurski and Night Train Lane?" So maybe there's somebody out there, Rich, that's maybe 15, 20 years older than us that 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 can make a strong case for for Y A Tittle or or Johnny Unitas or or, you know one of these cats. Uh, But but from what I've Otto Graham, (laughs) from what I've seen, like to me, Patrick Mahomes. Is in that like I, I think he's at least number five of the quarterbacks right. I've seen in my lifetime. He's there, and, and I think the crazy thing is everybody else that we've talked about on that list. When they kind of put the defining moment on their careers, they were pretty much closer to the end than the beginning. Whereas yeah. I don't even know if Patrick has reached his peak yet. Yeah, he hasn't. Re- this isn't even his final form. This is mm. this, that's where he's at with the full Dragon Boys Ball Z reference. Because look at Brady; he had yeah. that ten-year break before yeah. he won again. He was just yeah. out there in the streets, losing to the Ravens in the first round, getting <laughs> pistol whipped by the Colts, like all these things. Yeah. And everybody talking about, oh, I gotta look out. But the fear was always there. I think Chris mentioned right. that earlier. The fear was always there that that was the team you had to look out for, and that's mm-hmm. what it is right now. Like the Bengals talked a big game. Burrowhead yep. and all the mm-hmm. but they had to talk it. They had to get themselves fired up, and then yeah, nothing. And Pat Mahomes senior smoking that Joe Burrow pack, right? Right, and, and, and then you got the, I, go ahead, Chris. No, you go ahead. You go. Oh no, I was, I was just gonna say you got the Bills. The Bills, like, hey, Josh right. Allen. You when you take away his first two years, he was still learning. I was like, well, my yeah. man's first two years, he run a, he got the MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Like, yep. they are not the same. And it's like, well, yeah. you know, he he, uh, you know, kept serve with him in a divisional game where both of your safeties were knocked out by concussions and he could throw it over to everybody's heads. It's like, well, I don't know. but then he loses in the first round to the right to the Bengals. And so it's like, you can't be at this part of the line. And so mm-hmm. when you look at all these other guys, like Eli Manning, you're going to put Eli Manning in the room with them. Right. Nope. Yeah. And, and I and love Eli, but no. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's another thing that kind of tarnishes, um, um, Brady's legacy for me a little bit, not a lot, but both of his Super Bowl losses, um, or his is come from come against Eli Manning. <laughs> he he should have put, in, put some respect on little Eli, man. He, in, in games that he should have won. Uh, <laughs> let me let me let me let me let me emphasize that. Yes. Um, that and that and I I do think that's a, I I think he sh- I think Brady shakes it but I don't think it's like that that taint is there and Mahomes doesn't have anything like that on him yet I don't think mm-hmm. Mahomes has lost games that he like one hundred percent should have won you know. I think well, and then the games that he did lose, it was like yeah. I'm thinking about that Bills game, Rich. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, like he did what he oh, had no, to he do never the lost play before in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. 
Like he no, did he what he had to do on their the, series, yeah. and then the defense, you know, no shade to the defense, the defense lost it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. I, I always take the less miles approach. Currently, when you look at Pat Mahomes in the five years he's played football in the NFL, the lowest level he's stopped at is the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and he is yeah. uh, again. I'm going full <laughs> less miles. He is undefeated in regulation with both mm, the yeah. Patriots mm. and with the Bengals. He lost in overtime. Yep. So this man, like it, you, like even from the first year to his fourth year as a starter, it takes a lot to take him out. And then in that middle game where he beat the Bills, he gets to the Buccaneers and he has no line. And yeah. he's got instead of the story being this dude sucks, it's the other team saying this dude's hitting people, levitating off the ground in the right. face mask, and they're not catching the ball. Yeah. yeah. And so this exactly. was like the judge. This is the return of that. It was like. I don't know what to do with this. Like I, this guy is just like, what do we do? And so that's going to be the question going forward. Like all these guys, like you had a defense and his entire division, everyone's built their defense to beat him. The biggest mm-hmm. rival oh, at first was the biggest rival was the bills built their entire team to beat him. And then they got sucker punched by a team in a whole different division. Yep. And the Bengals just started strolling down the street. They got some Kaiju at wide receiver and <laughs> you know, my man, big Lou on like and then to Chris's point, I think one of the the key underscored things. In addition, we talk about you know my love for Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, Steve Spagnuolo is probably top five defensive coordinator all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four rings, stop Brady twice, just beat the Eagles, beat the 49ers, two of the best running mm-hmm. offenses, and because that was the same, basically the same offense they had to play in both of the wins. A team that yeah. ran the crap out of the ball and they're taking shot, 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 shots. That's it. And that's that's how they that's how he did it. And he did it, you know, this team with rookies. You have rookies yeah. in the secondary. Right. right. Getting big men. From Fayetteville State, brother. Fayetteville State out there starting. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's like, it's it's and the, the scary thing, if you're somebody who is in the AFC who is not a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's like, where is where is the, the weakness in this team? You know, like when you look yeah. at Philadelphia, like if you go to the NFC, as much as I love Jalen Hurts, I think they're going to take a step back because there's no way they can keep everybody. Yeah. Because right. Jalen Hurts got to get paid. You got to pay this man after what he did this season. Yeah. So there's no yeah. way you're going to be able to keep everybody. You know, when you look at the AFC, like Jahi – Will the real Jaheim Allen please stand up? Was it the dude from your first two years, the dude from your second two years, or is it somewhere in the middle? Like, who is Josh Allen? Uh, the Bengals. Like, I think the Bengals are a team that's set up for a good little run, but I don't think they're on Kansas City's level. What's going to happen with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Like, I think that's something yeah. that, that needs to be shaken out. Uh, Chris, you're Los Angeles Chargers. Like, to me, they are always a team that's going to be in the mix, but they're always going to do the Charger thing at Charger times. Like, they're Ooh. never <laughs> – yeah. They're never going to erase that that history. You know, you, you for years you said the Clippers were cursed. I think the Chargers might share yeah. some of that Clippers curse, Chris, because they ain't getting nowhere yeah. close to it. So now you have like Patrick Mahomes going back to Marvel, uh, Rich. Patrick Mahomes looking out at Warrior Falls and he's seeing Burrow. He's seeing Jalen Hurts. He's seeing all these other dudes, Josh Allen, that you told us all year national media was on Patrick Mahomes' level. And he's saying, is this your king? All mm-hmm. of these dudes. I met yeah. all of these dudes. Is this mm-hmm. your king? Shoot. You had Keenan Allen in the summer mm-hmm. say folks are about to get found out when Cheetah got traded. Yep. You fast forward to this uh this last night going into this morning, 
man, that Patrick Mahomes is the truth. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. I know yeah. you might be about to get cut. Like you went from uh, at least I respect like Draymond Jones on the Broncos where he's like, I hate the Chiefs. Like he just that's the only thing he wrote. He's like, I just hate him. Like I was like, you're a free agent. They could have signed you, bro. Like you right. or, or or you know, Chris's dude, uh, uh a lot of Chargers fans were in his uh mentions, Melvin Gordon, because he was mm-hmm. on the Chiefs practice squad. And they were like, Man, this dude showed up for a group project and showed up and got the A. And he just quote tweeted the dude who wrote that with him holding the Lombardi. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> Chris, um, yeah. any, like, as we start to kind of wind things down this week, uh, we still got a little bit of time. So, you know, who knows somebody else might pop up in the, in the, in the chat, but uh, final thoughts on the Super Bowl, uh, the game itself, halftime, any any thoughts that, that you saw while you was watching this game and what I'm assuming was uh, the, the biggest Super Bowl party in L.A. last night, brother? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I bow down to Patrick Mahomes. Um, you will never hear me badmouth that dude ever. Um, <laughs> j- just, just based off of last night's performance, that Super Bowl game – I, I I still do not understand why people had a problem with the end of that game. What I loved about that fourth quarter is the, the, that game reached a point where Patrick Mahomes knew they were winning the game. It just like it, it just that like the the how relaxed that team was mm-hmm. like towards the end of that game. Um, and uh, it, it was it was a thing of beauty. Um, I loved it. Uh, shout out to Rihanna. I still um, my 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 Prince bias will. Oh yeah, never yeah. Prince is me. the best. Prince is the best. Yeah, yeah. That that the, just he using the elements right as as a prop. I mean, I, I'll never forget that. Uh, but Rihanna was is up there, man. And as far as like, and she didn't need. And the bells and whistles that she used were like the props. She didn't have any um, special guests or anything like that. And I don't think she needed them. I think she did a very great job. Um, the commercials, from what I saw, were um, on point. I loved all the trailers. Mm. Even even the DC trailer, I liked it. Um, <laughs> it was. I, I I do think they need to. I would if I were them, I would have just did a cold stop and created a new universe. But they're but everybody wants to, you know, Gal Gadot is a big money maker for them, and so is um, Jason Momoa. So they they they're careful with the the shit. And The Rock is a big money maker for them to, to also. To be honest with you, they're they're very careful about the people. They're talking smack about um, in that universe, but the Super Bowl experience this year was was just great. I, I liked it. And the Super Bowl was in LA last year. Um, I like this year better, just as far as the the actual game itself is mm-hmm. concerned. Um, I and you didn't have to deal with traffic. Yeah, didn't have to deal with traffic. Didn't have to deal with idiots in the street out here. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, we we like everybody. Like I, I couldn't meet when the Rams came back to LA. It was I was pressed to find any Rams fans. Um, <laughs> they existed, but they were like in between rocks somewhere. 
Uh, but then after the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, everybody's a damn Rams fan. Um, but, um, you know, this year I, I thought was great. I like the history that was made. I think Jalen Hurts is on the come up. I, I don't think this is the end of his road, but mm-hmm. I do I do think that um, you know it's it's Patrick Mahomes time and like your shirt says, uh Sundays are for my homies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm looking at it in hindsight, that really should have been the name of this episode. Uh and maybe I'll mm-hmm. change it later for the audio version. But uh I feel like for me, Rich. It's a couple things. Like, I think just looking at the game itself, it was a competitive game, which at the end of the day is all you want from a Super Mm -hmm. Bowl. If you don't have a rooting interest, you want a competitive game. These were the two best teams all season long, the number one seeds, and they went out there and did what they did. Like, I think, you know, if you're an Eagles fan, you don't have anything to to hang your head about. Like, your team went out there and played Mm -hmm. well. Uh, Jalen Hurts raised his stock to another level. But at the end of the day, I feel like there are certain things that were built in advantages for the Chiefs. Number one being that connection between Reed, B. Enemy, and Mahomes. Like just looking mm-hmm. back at some of the replays, some of those touchdowns, like the receivers are wide open, Rich Fan. And that's yeah. scheming. That's also Patrick Mahomes being able to get those reads quickly and knowing who to where to deliver the ball to. And so they had that precision. There's also the thing that, you know, they've been there before. They, you know, this ain't yeah. their first rodeo at a Super yeah. Bowl. And so they know how to deal with the media during, uh, you know, press week. They know how to deal with that extended halftime, which is like twice as long as a normal mm-hmm. halftime. And, you know, just the little things about being in a Super Bowl host city, they've done that before. And so I think that is another one of the reasons why they won. But but again, it all comes down to, uh, as Pat Mahomes Sr. said, uh, that, that 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 man number one five because he 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 built a little bit different. You know he he might sound like Kermit the Frog out here on these streets, rich fan, <laughs> but he got a dog in him, man. He got that dog in him, and I think, and I, I said this, you know, a few years ago when they won the first Super Bowl, uh, I was on Twitter that night, and uh, I believe it was uh Elizabeth Epps who is a councilwoman mm-hmm. out in Denver, Colorado. I want to say, and it's like. Black Twitter was having fun with Patrick Mahomes that night. And I was like, is this what and and hey, Caucasian family, you know it's all love, it's all jokes. But I was like, is this how white people have felt when they're watching Tom Brady? Because <laughs> like the comebacks, like just the 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 the, the artistic magistry. Uh, that's not even the right word, but but you know where I'm going, Rich, like the the proficiency with how Patrick was able to lead that offense in that Super Bowl win. I'm like this might be, when it's all said and done, the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm watching him now. He's not annoying like Tom Brady was at times. He's not abrasive. Right. And he's black. And I think there's yeah. something that resonates, even if even if you don't like the Chiefs. I think there's something that resonates with black football fans. Uh, yeah. With this guy. Um, mm-hmm. So especially after a lot of folks discovered who, who his daddy was during this playoff yeah. run. They're like, oh, okay, Pat, you, you, you was always coming to the cookout, but now you can really come to the cookout now that we see who your daddy is. But uh, I, I thought it was a good night, Rich. Uh, the, the halftime show was good. Commercials were pretty good. I think my favorite ones were Dave Grohl doing the Crown Royal commercial. That was fun. Uh, and then the one that surprised me was Donald Faison and 
Oh yeah, like John Travolta from Scrubs doing the yeah. grease deal with John Travolta yeah. for T-Mobile. I thought that was cute. Uh, so yeah, it, it was a fun night, and I, I think we might be doing a similar show around this time next year, Rich, because I don't see your boy Pat uh, and, and them Chiefs going anywhere anytime soon. Even if Andy steps down in a year or two, I feel like, and maybe that's why Eric Bieniemy ain't going nowhere because maybe they got something worked out. Because I feel like if Bieniemy steps into that role, you still have that consistency that's there with that offense yeah and they they also added Nagy back from the the bears which was the biggest to mm. me indictment of the nfl process because Nagy was there for a year got the chicago job the enemy's been there five can't get a job and, and mm-hmm. unfortunately from what i'm seeing he's probably going to be going to either uh somewhere in the dmv he's either going to the ravens or he's going to the the football team i'm sorry the commanders mm. and i don't and like that because, i don't like that though <laughs> well here's the reason both of them are Andy Reid disciples, so they're going to do them right and let them call plays and get the credit. And both of them need an offensive coordinator that can do different. I, If yeah. I were him, as much as I hate the owner and as much as well, the hate is strong, as much as I strongly dislike the owner, mm-hmm. as much as I find them morally reprehensible, I would go to the football team because look at them wide receivers. Look at that right. defense. If you, you can deal with that. You can just need a court. Even if you got Meineke doing it, uh, you know, I know his name's Heineke. Uh, I'm just saying, if he if he got there, he got Meineke going for it. I think I can take that. But he needs the ability to prove I can do this. And then they'll, yeah. you know, hopefully they won't find another excuse. Because you saw Kafka, who was under him as quarterback coach, got an offensive coordinator job with the Giants. Mm. One year with the Giants, no offense to Kafka. I appreciate them making the playoffs. They couldn't figure out how to use Kadarius Toney. Mm-hmm. And that wound up, you know, winning them the Super Bowl. Like, I think if they're going to move on and they're going to be the guys like in a year from now, I think the headline might be, you know, I think Andy will still be there another couple of years. But I think the headline is going to be, what did they do now? Like, who did they add? Because now the thing, and I know we got to end it, so I, and I, I, we can talk about this off air or something. But the big question to me is now that he has two rings, like Kelsey mm. said, it's not a fluke. But that also means now people can see it worked in terms of Juju, MVS, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Williams, Carlos Dunlap. So basically they have the AFC North Avengers uh, trading for Orlando Brown Jr. <laughs> These guys came. They got a ring. Yeah. Now guys are going to be like, you know, there was some dumb guy. I was watching the Jaguars game. Arden Key was like, do you want to do it the easy way and go join a team like the Chiefs are going to join the Jaguars? I was like, what you? What you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Tony going to give you like an AEW contract on the side? <laughs> yeah, like it's. I, I, I'm excited, man, just to to be able to. It's it's a weird feeling, Rich fan, because most of the sports <laughs> dynasties of our lifetime have been with teams that, unless you're a fan of theirs, aren't really likable. The Yankees, right. you know. Uh, the Warriors to a certain extent. Like, I, I like yeah. Stephen Clay, but, you know, ah, there's just something. To, once they got KD, it was something about the Warriors where you're just kind of like, mm, I don't know. They get into their beige ignorance at times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was from Marcus Vandenberg out here on the streets. Uh, but I feel like, you know, the Patriots, the, the easiest example of a team that is dominant and is a dynasty but is wholly unlikable from the quarterback to the coach to 
the the training staff that's deflating footballs to everybody on that team is is to the owner who was out here in these Russian massage parlors with Vladimir Putin. Everybody mm. in this team, Rand, Randy Moss might be the most likable Patriot of that time frame. Randy and Gronk, uh, yeah. they got killers in, in on the team. Like that's that's Tim Tebow couldn't save that team. They were wild. I mean, you're right. But listen, Tim Tebow, and you mentioned killers. Like you think about that Florida locker mm. room. He's like, hey, guys, let's go to Bible study. Aaron, where are you going? What's that bag? <laughs> Don't worry about Tim. We good. Yeah. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. Percy, yeah. what you doing? Don't don't yep. worry about what I'm doing, Tim. Yep. I'll see you later. Brandon, see you later why, why, are you, why are you punching that dude in the face? He's like, oh, I'm just giving him some leaflets. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, but with this Chiefs team, I think unless you're a fan of a rival AFC team, they're likable. Like, Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey out here cutting wrestling promos and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Juju looking like he's having fun again, which as mm-hmm. much as I love, like, you know, I love Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is uh, as good as he is. He's still underrated in, yeah. in, in the eyes of most people, but never had a losing season. Like Mike Tomlin right. to me is a hall of famer. No, no question about it, but for whatever reason, and you probably know more than I do being a Steelers fan, rich, that relationship kind of fizzled with Juju. Uh, but Juju looked like he was having fun. You know, it, it looks like this team is engaged and they're, they're, they're on that drum line playing one band, one sound. Mm-hmm. And just even, uh, even your boy Cheetah, like Cheetah just tweeting after the game, like talking about how great Kelsey and Mahomes are. Like you could tell, like even though he's not there, there's something in that organization right now. And I don't know if you credit Mahomes or Reed or the. All of them. GM, it's, everybody, like it, it's yeah. it feels like culture is a word that's thrown around a lot, Rich, but right. it feels like the culture with the Chiefs right now is is working. Yeah, I think it's all of them. I, I look at even with the way Cheetah, because he went from doing a podcast where he was talking about he wasn't getting his targets to mm. man, that 15 and 87 bad. They the greatest to ever do it. <laughs> and it's like, you know, even Andy Reid mentioned that listen, he got his money, he got the stats. Because remember, mm-hmm. he, he set rookie or well, not rookie. He set wide receiver records on the Dolphins. It's not like he went out and yeah. became, you know, bad, bad super something, bad tuna. Like he 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 brought out this year, and 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 it looked like, and you know, for him, he was always the easy one. Him and Frank Clark were the easy, like when people wanted to say, okay, well, Frank Clark was a, a malcontent and a ne'er do well at Michigan. He did some shady stuff. The reason. Uh, Hill went to the fifth round was pretty nefarious in terms of kicking a pregnant girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have that. The worst you could say is Jackson Mahomes is on TikTok. And if that's <laughs> the thing you're going to use to like <laughs> integrate this dude, right, that's right. more of a you problem than a him problem. Yeah. Or, you know, even with the wife, his wife, you know, his wife, oh my God, last year she was shooting, she hit people with champagne from the box. Like they could have had allergies. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> You know, uh, you got uh, who was it injured in the box that did it? Uh, Miko Hartman from uh, from from Georgia. He mm-hmm. did it, and now nobody said nothing. And so it's like, okay, you guys just want to kind of point at these things, or you know, Jaheem, Jaheem. You know, the, the streets were talking about Jaheem after the play, after the playoffs ended because allegedly he uh, got somebody pregnant that wasn't his girlfriend. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, you really Jaheeming it up? You were you were on that? You were on one, brother. And you know, people are like, I can't believe he do that to her. Why would why would why would Josh portray Queen, whatever his girlfriend? It's like, first of all, y'all calling this woman, this man's woman Queen's. I was like, that's 
<laughs> is an unhealthy level of closeness. I don't know yes. why y'all doing that, but yes, yeah. So with him, it's it's gonna be right now. You know, they they hate us because they ain't us. That's gonna be the thing. It's gonna mm. constantly now be. I don't like these dudes, even though there's nothing like Carl Cheffers, who was the referee in the Super Bowl. I had to point out to my boy Shahid because he was, you know, in his feelings as an Eagles fan. I was like, this is the same dude. And I want any of you listening or watching this, do us. Look on Twitter or wherever you, Giffy Cat, wherever. Type in Travis Kelsey ref. And the mm-hmm. first gif you see is Travis Kelsey with Carl Cheffers doing something inappropriate that got him ejected from a game. Because mm-hmm. he said Carl Cheffers shouldn't be in charge of a footlocker. Yeah. So like they're like, oh man, this is this rigged. It's like it's not rigged. Like you said, when Mahomes first came through, he asked questions about why he wasn't getting rough in the passer calls. And mm-hmm. the refs like, you too young, you ain't earned them yet. I was like, what you mean you ain't earned them? But to right. your point, Nate, that play literally just came on the screen and the replay on the NFL Network. He's now at that level. They're like, oh, yeah. he would have made that pass. Got it. Right, right. He he gets that Brady benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Like like. Obviously, he's gonna make that play. So if he didn't, something must have been wrong. <laughs> right? It's like, oh no, foul. That's two fouls. Like, no, nah, right. nah. <laughs> uh, no. Shout out to Semi Pro. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a great team, man. He get me every time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we gonna wrap up, man. Uh, I want to thank everybody that is watching uh, or listening in the future. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, Rich fan. Let the people know where they can find you, brother, uh, on these internet streets, whether it's uh, your, your, your various podcasts at various places or or you throwing up uh, uh, footage uh, of the young king out here playing various sports. Uh, where can people find out what's going on with the good brother Rich fan? Yeah, sure. Nate and Chris, always a pleasure, man. Thanks, y'all, for, for letting me do this and chat with y'all. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Rich underscore fan, F-A-N-N. Uh, on there, like 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 Nate said, I'll be talking uh, wrestling, football, life, uh, putting up videos and pictures of my son either doing ice hockey or whatever sports he's doing. Uh, if you want to follow my work, I'm on the Pro Wrestling Torch, and there I do columns every month in the newsletter as well as the deep dive uh, show with my man Will Coolin, or sometimes solo, as well as uh, everything with Richard Wade, with Wade Keller, our editor-publisher. And, of course, the East Coast Cash with my main man, Travis Bryant, which should be interesting since he's an Eagles fan this mm. Wednesday. So he might be in his feelings a little bit. But it's okay. We'll get through it. And uh, <laughs> as Nate also mentioned, I moonlight. You know, I dally every now and again over in the tort side of things. Not the forbidden door. It's the the uh, the, the little fence that we just open up and I, I step on through. And so uh, I'll do MCU later or whatever. Uh, Wei Ting or WH Park or John Pollock decides they need to do. And, of course... Whenever I get the hot tag, I'm happy to always join you all on the NWA. Yeah, no doubt. The good brother, Rich fan. And yeah, you mentioned a uh, deep dive. I, I've been on the deep dive. I think Chris might've been on an addition yeah. to deep dive. I, yeah, I have been. So yeah, we, we, we'll have to do it again sometime this year. We, we got to make some time where we, we can uh, reconvene on a deep dive. Maybe both of us. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. Talking with the good it. brother, Rich fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris. I, I, I'm see. I'm, I'm gonna pull back the curtain, y'all. Normally, I wouldn't do this, but but you know, uh, I'm gonna put Chris on blast. Chris told me today when I asked him if he had time to do the show, he's like, "No, nah, you know, I'd love to, but I got to work, brother. I got this and I got that. I'm busy." And I'm like, "I understand, Chris. Ain't no problem." 
But Chris showed up, and and I, it it didn't hit me until recently, Rich, like a few minutes ago. I'm like, hold on, Chris. Chris didn't have his his classes canceled, or Chris didn't have something else come up. Chris <laughs> was at home all day recovering from those 32 mimosas he had at his Super Bowl party last night. Yeah, so, so really Chris, <laughs> I hope you've been drinking your water and your ginger ale uh, yeah. today, and eating your saltine crackers. But uh, <laughs> anything you want to promote, brother. Not yet, so so I, I had to uh, cancel class today because um, <laughs> one, I had a little bit of vertigo and second, mm. because um, the air conditioner um, was um, not the air, the heater wasn't working on campus. It was really cold. So mm. it was just like, let's just go. Now, now, now Chris, point of clarification, was it cold, cold or California cold? It was, it was, it was cold, cold for me because like, um, I think it was like, um, I want to say like 40 degrees or something like that. Okay. It's, it's warmed up since then, but I, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's chilly. I'll give you that brother. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, I just didn't really feel like dealing with that, but yeah, um, I, people keep asking me, when am I going to I've got like three different articles on deck for um, WrestleNomics. Mm-hmm. I have just had the worst kind of writer's block there is. Um, and part of that is because of um, my dissertation mm-hmm. is um, getting defended and I've got a wedding that um congratulations me yeah me and my uh, fiance are paying for it um and i am just unbelievably stressed at the moment but um i am talking with uh thurston right now about the next article right now um, okay there's so it again it's on deck it's it just needs to be like edited down so um because the way i write my articles is i edit them first and then uh, Thurston edit the edits them second, mm-hmm. and then we put it to print. But I haven't gotten past my first edit on any of the stuff that I've written in the last few months. So that's what's going on with me. Um, and then, of course, we've got um, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, yep. which I'm looking forward to. I think um, I think um, Emilio Sparks is going to do that with us. Um, the, for the next show, yep. I'm still waiting for um 100 confirmation, but I I I think he's um um I think it's almost a done deal. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to um because um I heard you and uh Rich talking about earlier as as where the bloodline ranks and uh mm-hmm. the the greatest WWE stories of all time and. I, I've been thinking about that hard myself, and I'm looking forward to that conversation because I'm I'm going back to before I was even born. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Bruno San Martino and Larry Zabisco. You know what I'm saying? And okay, stuff okay. like that. Virgil and Ted DiBiase. And <laughs> just my mind is going crazy with this. So when we do the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, I'm looking forward to like. <clears throat> Like having that conversation with you, you and uh, the uh, youngest in charge, uh, Nate uh, and Emilio, if he's if he does it with us. 
No doubt, no doubt. Again, follow the professor online on social media. Check out his articles. And, and Chris, I got a cure for that uh, writer's block for you. You know, just, you know, we all need inspiration from time to time. I think Rich Fan right. can, can identify with this. You know, just, you know, sometimes you need somebody else outside of the situation to give you that inspiration. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, I, and I know you the doctor, but I'm going to give you a prescription uh, this week to help you with your writer's block. Just watch an hour of Cody Devontae Rhodes promos and see if that don't change your outlook on life, brother. See if that doesn't take those articles from undesirable to undeniable, Chris. (laughs) Let Devontae (laughs) take you to the mountaintop, brother. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll take that into consideration. (laughs) Devontae uh, Day keeps the writer's block away. There you go. Devontae right, Day yeah. keeps the writer's block away. That's what I'm talking uh, yeah. about, Rich Fan. Well, yeah. I'm just but, trying uh, to yeah. do too much shit. Yeah. As, as Chris mentioned, uh, the NWA podcast, our next episode is going to be February 25th. Uh, Saturday, February 25th. I believe 9 o'clock is when we usually kick off uh, on the East Coast. So it'll be live. Uh, we're hoping to have Emilio Sparks join us, but uh, it'll be me. Chris, the youngest in charge, Andrew Thompson, talking about the biggest stories in February. Uh, and, you know, as I said off the top, Rich, like, you know, we we black 24-7, 365, but in February, we super duper black. Like, it's going to be extra melanated on, on this edition of the NWA podcast. So I'm looking forward to that and the conversation we might have uh, with Emilio. For everything else, from me, you can check me out on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K. Of course, the Kings of Sport. We are back. It's been a it's been a minute since since uh, we we got this train on the road, but I feel like slowly but surely, you know, I'm starting to kind of work my way back into getting this thing rolling again. We did a chain reaction last month, uh, talking about the Royal Rumble, um, and then we did this show, and so I'm hoping to at least do one Kings of Sport a month, and then one additional show. So two shows every month from, from the Kings of Sport. Uh, if you want to support us, go to the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. $5 gets you in the door. I know a lot of y'all might be getting some tax money uh, here in the next couple weeks. So I'm not even asking for the whole bag, Chris. I'm not even asking for the whole bag, Rich. I'm just asking for $5. If y'all want to support the channel, yeah. support what we do. We, you know, Kings of Sport being been going for almost for 10 years, just about. Our, our 10th anniversary yeah. is next month, which is crazy to think about. Uh, so $5 gets you in the door. Patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport. I've got my post-wrestling shows, NWA podcast, and the Rocky Maivia picture show. Uh, this month, we will have an episode talking about Black Adam. We might have, like, two episodes talking about Black Adam because I have so many people that want to hop yeah. on an episode with me. Uh, so there might be like a Black Adam part one and a Black Adam part two. Uh, but yeah, keep and, your eyes I, open. I, I still haven't dis- I have I I'm gonna take either the rock side or the <laughs> anti-rock side. I'm still trying to figure out which one I'm gonna take. Probably mm-hmm. the rock side because I see more people hating on the rock. And I, I actually like Black Adam. So I'm yeah, Black Adam's not a bad movie. Rock- yeah, to talking about that, yeah. Like so. my my thoughts on Black Adam, Rich. I've I like mm-hmm. it's a good movie for what it is, but I also feel like had this movie come out like maybe 10, 15 years ago, the reception would be a lot different because we've there's so many other mm-hmm. movies, particularly Marvel movies, to compare it against now. Right. But I still think it's a good yeah. movie. 
Yeah, it's solid. I, it's kind of like with Shazam. It's something that's going to be different from what they've been bringing to the DCEU yeah. and mm-hmm. just have fun with it. Right, yeah. 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 Um, so, speaking of the DCEU or, or now, you know, DC Studios, uh, you can check out uh, the DC TV Podcast Network, which I believe is going to be rebranded here pretty soon in the near future. Uh, but I'm part of the Lituation Room, and we just dropped a new episode today uh, with myself, uh, Brittany Monet, Vanessa Shark, and Clement Bryant. Uh, and we also had a guest, Keenan Walker, joined us, and we talked about Black Adam. We talked about Wakanda Forever. We talked about Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. We talked some comic stuff. We talked a little wrestling. Uh, so uh, check that out over the DC TV podcast networks. Uh, and then there's the main event, which I do over at place to be nation. So I got, I got a lot of shows out here on these streets. You know what I'm saying? I'm see, uh, I feel like in life, rich, you can, you can either be like somebody who's really good at one, really great at one thing, like Patrick Mahomes throwing a football, or you can be somebody who's pretty good at a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And that's where I find myself at. You know, I'm not, I'm not the greatest, but I'm good at a lot of things, man. And, and we, we put it on, we put it on, uh, on, I was going to say wax or, or tape, but it's neither. It's a digital MP3. We put it on a right. digital MP3 for y'all to listen to. So, uh, we, we hope you enjoy the content. Uh, and this has been a fun episode. Like it, it took, it took two black quarterbacks squaring off in February. I'm about to take, I'm about to take, make it even blacker. Here for you, Rich fan, playing in a state that for uh, so long denied Martin no, Luther King yeah. a celebration of his achievements. And then last night, we celebrated the achievements of these two black right. men who led these teams to the to the mountaintop. Right. And I know that last night was a good game is because I was so agnostic about this game. Uh-huh. I, I really at the beginning didn't really care who won but once mm-hmm. l- once i got into it i was into it man um and mm-hmm. i mean I, we, I, I became a believer we know who marcus vandenberg was cheering for uh with his elder boys looking self uh we <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you brother light skin i know marcus he was in the chat earlier uh so so shout out to marcus but uh that's gonna do it for this edition of the show thanks as always to uh sp3 for joining us earlier Check him out at True Hill Heat. Shout out to the professor, Chris from L.A. Uh, again, you can find him on Russellnomics as well as the NWA podcast at Post. And, of course, we, we, we got to give it up to the good brother, Rich Fan, who, who, who brought so much inside knowledge of, of what's going on for these Kansas City Chiefs to us. Uh, so we, we appreciate you, brothers. And, uh, again, it's, it's always a good time to chop it up with you, brothers. Likewise. Yeah. All right, so that's that's gonna do it for this episode, uh, which is either gonna be named "It's the Sport of Kings," better than Diamond Rings, or Sundays are for my homies, or maybe maybe Rich, I'll do like the Bullwinkle and Rocky thing, where they had like yeah, the two titles for the yeah, episode. They, they, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they, it was coming up next. It's this or this. Yeah, yeah, it was mm-hmm. like We're coming up next time on Bullwinkle and Rocky. It's yeah. falling down the rabbit hole or. Oil's well that ends well. Yeah. Oh. So, so yeah. Either way, y'all know what it is. Kings of Sport. We are back, and uh, we will most likely be talking to you next month in March. Uh, so yeah, we'll definitely be talking to you in March. Not only for uh, WrestleMania, you know, hype you know, as we head to that big date in Los Angeles, 
which I might still be going to. Like I'm like again, it's 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 nebulous right now, but but I plan to if I can make it. I plan to be out there. Uh, then the other. Big thing in March, of course, is NCAA basketball. So we'll definitely do some shows next month. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep it moving. So for SP3, for Chris from L.A., the professor, and for the good brother Rich Fan, I am the godfather, Nate Milton. I took a dramatic pause just to make sure I hit the right uh, – make sure I hit the right uh, – outro music. Uh, This doesn't make any sense to you if you're listening in an audio version. Uh, Theater of the mind. What's what's the Chiefs things, Rich? I was trying to think, like, what's what's their fly eagles fly? What's their... Oh, it would be uh, Red Kingdom by Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Okay, so yeah, if you're listening to the audio version, we're going to go out with some Tech Nine uh, previously heard on Face Off with The Rock on this program. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're going to go out with some Red Kingdom. Salute to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and them boys. And uh, you've been down with the King. Competition, the opposition fake, I don't think they really want it Loud is the recipe, loud sitting next to me, no doubt Now we are proud that we get to see KC Chiefs Come and break these geeks, make them taste these cleats Welcome to the When he rock rock, got blocked in me, casa Ball in my city live But I find a raw one to get beside My lucky numbers are 15, 10, 87, 29, 7, 50, 95, 55 That's all for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Be sure to come back next week for an all-new episode. You can leave feedback for the show on Twitter at KOS underscore POD or via Gmail at thekingsofsport at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and rate us on iTunes and tell a friend. The Kings of Sport is a production of the Mosaic Podcast Network. Whether you like it or not, he's bad. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to leave it all on the mat. Because that's what I do when I get it done so I can do it. Yeah! What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here?